one of the things uh, about this Dhamma practice and doing it for like 30 some odd years now, um, it's, it's striking to me how something comes up and reminds me, oh yeah, just apply the practice, apply the practice. You don't have to get upset about this or you don't have to struggle. You can accept the way it is, you know, and it, it gets easier and the struggles get less intense, um, but they're still here. <laughs> so my latest story <laughs> is uh, Alistair and I got a small inheritance or a bit of inheritance from his father's passing from last year and it just came through and so we what we planned to do with it uh, this entire year was to buy a new car our cars are 15 and 20 years old and we tend to keep our cars for a long time and in the last 15 20 years cars have become much safer with uh, all the little ways of you know making sure you stay in your lane and or assisting you in various ways lane backup cameras all sorts of things and uh i'm 10 years older than alistair and as i get older he's been thinking it'd be really nice for you to have a little assistance <laughs> in your driving and so he's been really wanting to get a new car for for a while now so so the inheritance came through and we decided to go and buy a car we spent um we've spent some time deciding which kind of car we would we would get and so we settled on a car and it happened to be um a car that is very hard to find these days it's a it's a, it's a new car but it's very popular and uh, because of COVID and then the delay in manufacturing and shipping, still they're having trouble catching up with um, supply and demand. So um, we spent a, a week really searching hard for you know, a car lot that had the car that we wanted to try out. And we, um, so we finally, found one and went and tried it out um, <laughs> and it was but it was a level up from what we, it was more expensive than the one that we wanted to purchase um, but we got to to feel that uh, yeah this is a great car this is what we want we tried a couple other types that were similar and so we decided on this particular one and, um, and we knew what color we wanted, but we also knew we probably would not get that because you know, uh, we were informed that that color doesn't make its way to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> it's mostly sold down in San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles and it's a popular color down there and there's a much bigger market. So we would be, it would be unlikely, but one came up the color we wanted, the exact model we wanted, but it was out down in Eugene. So Alistair called and, and uh, 
talk to them about it. As soon, as soon as it came up on the web, he'd been watching for a while, comes up on the web, he calls them and, uh, and he talks to the salesperson about exactly what he wanted and what he didn't want. And uh, because there's all these added things you can do and he didn't, we, we didn't need all of that. So he made a deal with a person on, on the uh, other end of the line and said, well, we'll come down uh, today, we'll get there. But he, he worked and as soon as he got off, we headed down there. We couldn't get down there till six. It was um, Halloween. It was <laughs> but we said, yeah, we'll come, we'll come. And we're, we're paying cash. So, so it's the 31st, it's the last day that they have to make their what do you call it to make their what? Quota. Yeah, to make their quota. So it's a. It's, we we learned this a long time ago. The best day to buy a new car is to or a car is the last day of the month. <laughs> um, and it just happened to be that the last day we we haven't actually planned it, but so. Um, it's it's uh, it's dark outside it's halloween we have to wa watch uh, it's it's like by the time we get down there it's actually almost seven and they close at seven so it's about a quarter to, to seven and um and so we could start going over and sure enough you know they're they're doing the person closing the deal is doing their duty of trying to get more out of us um and the way that was happening was saying, insisting that, you know, there's these other costs that are a hard, it's a, it's a hard sell. We can't, we can't not put this in. And, um, and that was gonna raise it by $1,500. And then they gave us, our trade-in was much lower that what they gave us for our trade-in was much lower. So everything was, was, fine except that what we were told on the phone was not what was happening when we're down there and this is really not too surprising car salesmen you know they're trying to get their money but it was really uncomfortable for both Alistair and I and surprising we don't deal with people trying to not being completely upfront or honest with us very often it just doesn't happen yeah, we're so used to a Buddhist community where people are really, you say what you're going to do and you do it. Um, just really straightforward. So we're both feeling really uncomfortable. And um, Alistair knows I've fallen in love with this car <laughs> and he really wants uh, to be able to drive home for, for me to have this new car. And I can see that in him, but he also is not pleased then. So he, he mentions that this is not what we were told. And so he, he gets up and goes out and looks at the sticker price again. And what the person was saying we had to, the extra that we had to pay wasn't on the sticker, on the, on the sticker that's on the window for selling it either. And um, so he's he's standing there, and I could I could tell he's feeling miserable. So I, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, there's a, a big window behind me, so I could see him standing by the car, 
and I'm I'm puzzled on what to do. I'm feeling I'm like okay, the pra- what's the practice? I am feeling I'm really I'm feeling really miserable right now, and I'm on the brink of being really irritated. And when I'm irritated, there's a habit to project that onto them. That's that salesperson right there. It's their fault. <laughs> so I'm seeing this, which is really valuable for us to be able to see what are we doing that's making us suffer. And so as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, think about the practice. Breathe, relax. Oh yeah, all of that thinking is extra. Okay, that, that's extra. Now I know that's extra. So what, what am I feeling? I'm feeling unpleasantness. Uh, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. This is an unpleasant situation. And I'm, I'm and Alistair's feeling unpleasantness and we're, and we're stuck. And this person is pressuring us and, and that's their job. That's what they do. We know that. So why are we upset? Of course, or why am I upset? Of course, it's a salesperson. That's their job. Okay. So now I don't have to be upset with them. All right. And I'm not fighting the unpleasant feeling. It's, that's, that's natural that this would be unpleasant. So what do I do? And when we can see what we're doing that's making us unpleasant, that's letting go of all the extra that's actually making you unpleasant. When you can see I'm proliferating, I'm adding this extra stuff and I'm, and I'm starting to suffer over it. If I can stop projecting my discomfort and blame onto another person, then I can reflect on. And, and during that reflection, it, that feeling of irritation disappears. Once that feeling disappears, then it's, you can understand what to do. It's clear what to do. I don't have to be mad at this person. I just don't have to buy the car. That's no problem. I still have the money. I still have a trade-in. I can still get a car. I just can be patient. So when we can do that, it's just a huge, it's a release. There's a, uh, it's much more pleasant. And so I just, I get up and I can, I know I can relieve Alistair who is stuck in wanting to get me what I want. Because when I really want something, it's really clear. (laughs) And so I've tied him up by my excitement and my, I want this and I love the blue and, oh my gosh, this will be so great. And thank you very much. And okay, let's do it. Good job for finding it. And, And then he can't deliver it or he's feeling, I can't deliver this. So I, I go out there and then I'm not angry anymore. And then, salesperson's talking to him and they excuse themselves as soon as I come out. And, um, and I, I said to Alistair who had, you know, do you remember what you said to me before we came out? And, 
and he's just he's just standing there. They don't they don't have that extra cost on the winch on the on the sticker price. I don't understand why we're they're trying to get us to pay more. I don't want to pay that, and yet they say they won't sell it to us without that. And I said, do you do you remember, Alistair, what you said to me? You said, you know, if it doesn't work out, we walk away. So it's not a problem. We'll still get, we know exactly what we want. We now see it right here. Here it is. We want this car. There will be more. We might have to wait six months. Actually, the waiting, the wait period is like 18 months. I mean, it's huge. I hope that's not, we, anyway, I'm going to, spoil alert, I hope that's not my new car right here. <laughs> And he, he was, you could just see, you know, the tension just drop away. It just dropped away. And we were like, now we're happy. We're like, oh yeah, of course we can walk away. So we went in, salesperson comes in and we're getting on our jackets. I'm putting it on my purse and I, and I said, it's not working. So we're just going to thank you very much for your time. We're going to go ahead and, and go home. And they say, I just talked to my boss and he said, we don't have to charge you for that. So, <laughs> and so we sat down and ended up buying the car. <laughs> um, without this practice, that would have been a very different story, you know, for both of us. <laughs> Which that car would stop. <laughs> it's, it's okay, the battery won't die. <laughs> it probably isn't even mine. But so without, you know, without this practice, without having done it for a long time, so it starts to kick in naturally, that would this would have ended, I would still be upset. I would even still be upset. I guarantee you I'd still be upset even owning the car but I don't have any ill will for the person that was selling it they don't see they they don't know they don't have this practice that tells them what they're doing is making them suffer and and that's that leaves room for compassion you know I don't have to be mad at them I'm sorry that they don't see what we have the opportunity to actually come into contact with and to put into use. It's just, it's just so fortunate. And this practice, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing to me how it, every day there's something, you know, that tells me do the practice. What's what would the, what what would the Buddha say? How would the Buddha handle this? I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. Just settle down. So yeah, um, there's this little piece by Ajahn uh, Jayasaro. He wrote this like 17 years ago, and it applies. This is he's he's talking about meditating. Um, so he frames it within meditation. But even besides the meditation, we can apply this in our everyday life. Yes. Um, so I'd like to read this. And I think that you, you'll be able to relate 
my experience and possibly some of your own experiences outside of meditation or in meditation with this teaching. It's called letting go within action. There's a wonderful phrase of Lung Por Samedo's, peaceful coexistence with the unpleasant. Observe your attitude to pleasant and unpleasant feelings and find a way to let go of it. Of course, when we meditate, we intend and aim toward peace, tranquility, clarity of mind. But at the same time, we should recognize that meditation is the way in which we confront or meet ourselves. It is as if we put our minds under a microscope. And one of the things that we should be very interested in looking at in meditation is our attitude, our reaction or response to pleasant and unpleasant feelings. What usually happens when your leg, your knee, or your back starts to hurt during meditation? Do you get depressed? Do you get upset? Do you become anxious? Do you feel averse? What kinds of reactions arise? If those negative reactions habitually arise when you experience a pain in your body while sitting, you can be quite sure that those same reactions arise in your daily life when you must endure something unpleasant whether it's physical or mental. In meditation, you are exposing and being able to look much more clearly at the quiet, complex mental reactions to experiences that take place in daily life, but as if it were, as if it were a laboratory. Similarly, with pleasant feeling, some meditators are surprisingly afraid of pleasant feeling afraid of getting carried away with it, afraid of becoming absorbed into it, attached to it. People may experience this fear to the extent where they don't really penetrate the meditation object as much as they should. There's a fear of overwhelming bliss. Sometimes the need to be in control can be even stronger than the movement towards inner peace and happiness. But the path to liberation, the path to the comprehension of suffering can only be fully for, followed and suffering can only be truly understand with a happy mind, sukha. If you don't have a happy mind, it's always my suffering. The only way that you can comprehend suffering as a noble truth is when you are not suffering. When you're feeling happy, content, and at ease, at least on the level of feeling, which is Pali word is vidana, so sukha is part of the path, and the meditator, the practitioner, is seeking a wise, intelligent relationship with pleasant feeling. This is the letting go of pleasant feeling, experiencing pleasant feeling as pleasant feeling. It's just that much, no more, no less. It's a beautiful thing, but it's not the highest thing, yet we can appreciate it and make use of it on the path. Letting go of unpleasant and pleasant feeling doesn't mean that we have to turn away from them or to become unfeeling, far from it. But there's a sense of awakening to the, to the nature of unpleasant, pleasant and neutral feeling. For most of us, there is constant discontent and unease in the mind because of a lack of clarity around feeling. If, if someone says, look, I'm going to give you a little bit of unpleasant feeling, a little bit of pain, just a, just a tiny bit. Would you like it? No, nobody would. 
Mm. I'll give you a little bit of bliss, just a tiny bit of bliss, just a little weeny bit of bliss. Yes, please. <laughs> That's a reflection of this movement within the mind. One of the values of samadhi, which is deep concentration, and the unshakability of mind that comes about through development of it is the extremely enhanced ability to be with things without grasping onto them and seeing feeling as feeling, pleasant feeling and unpleasant feeling. This is something in which we're interested. So if, we're, if you're sitting and you've got some aches and pains, that doesn't mean you can't meditate. This is what it's about. It's about coming to dwell more fully, more completely, to be awakening to present reality and learning to let go within feeling. So I really like this um, as a practitioner. Uh, we're seeking a wise, intelligent relationship with pleasant feeling and unpleasant feeling and neutral feeling. And what's not wise is the proliferation that comes up around it and starts pointing to things outside of ourselves as I'm happy because I'm about to get a new car and then grasping onto that, this is not wise and it's not true. Getting the car, new car, my happiness isn't dependent on getting a new car. It's dependent on the wisdom to see if I'm grasping or not grasping. I was happy when I, re when I recognized, oh, all I have to do is let go of needing this car now. And then happiness arose again. And then I got the new car and more happiness arose. <laughs> And every time I look out the, the, the window and see my new car, it's happy again. But watching for what, are we, what extra are we adding on to that and, and letting go of the extra. Uh, I, I, won't, I probably won't quote this correctly, but somebody once approached the Buddha and asked him during the Buddha's alms round, which is, holding your bowl and people walking past people putting in their, their meal for the day. And during that, uh, this person had asked the Buddha, you know, can you give me a, a succinct, a very succinct teaching? And he said, this is not the time. And he asked three times and the Buddha, if you asked him three times, apparently he would, he would be compelled to tell you. And so what he told them was something like, and I'll probably leave a little bit of this out because I don't remember the whole thing, but what he told them was in the scene, there is only the scene. In the herd, there is only the herd. In the, in the feeling, there is only the feeling. This is the end of suffering, something like that. And then the guy walked off and, got run over by a wild bull, died. <laughs> but the Buddha later said that he was, had the quickest understanding of any uh, person that he had met, <clears throat> since met. And um, so, you know, in the scene, there's, 
you know, in the felt, when you feel a pleasant feeling, it's a pleasant feeling. It comes, it rises, it goes. Next, you know, it's just like not, oh, I really need that car. What am I going to do? Alistair, please, can we just spend that money? I mean, we have it. It's okay. That's probably where I would have gone. And that wouldn't have been fun, pleasant for either of us, you know, but instead it's, you know, well, we don't need it. I, I like it. I want it. I don't need it right now. Much like this shirt right here that says do good period. <laughs> I like it. I want it. Eh, I can let that go. You know, it's just like, it feels good to recognize what we're adding that's extra and let that go. And as we let that go, the feeling just passes as well. So with that, thank you very much for sharing. I mean, listening. <laughs> and if you are so inspired to share, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to share. Something that strikes me in that story. Um, I have a background in law. So typically in negotiation, training, basic teachings, it's be willing to walk away. And I think it's so interesting that what you got results <laughs> of this very hard training skill set. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Could you hear on? No. Um, I'll I'll do the uh, cl cliff notes. <laughs> so we have somebody that's a uh, in in law, and one of the practices that they were encouraged to learn as a skill in law was being willing to walk away. If you're not getting what you want or what you're aiming for as a way of manipulating, I will say the other person to try to get what you want, you try, you walk away. And um, so she was remarking about how that's the same uh, movement, the same action with two different intentions. One's to manipulate and one's to not suffer. And recognizing that when your motivation is to manipulate another person and get the outcome that you want, then the results isn't necessarily even pleasant. Even, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I got what I want. Uh, but, and, and that was, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's the, the key, a really key factor about the Buddhist teachings is to pay attention to our, what's motivating us. What is our intention? My intention was to not suffer and, and through the skill sets that I've been taught, I understand that my suffering is my responsibility. And so what steps can I take? And so the suffering dropped away. But that, that was the intention was not to suffer and to relieve Alistair of his suffering. So the motivation was, was uh, wholesome and wise. Uh, 
motivation to manipulate another person to get what we want, that's a that's grasping and and uh, it doesn't lead to pleasantness and a pleasant outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's a beautiful observation. I'm really I'm, I'm pleased that you brought that up. That was nice. Thank you.